Hey folks, in this interview, I sit down with the amazing Diana Sinclair. She's a 17-year-old artist and photographer and also an NFT expert. This is Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, I am graced by the presence of the amazing Diana Sinclair. Uh, she is somebody who, during our pre-interview, I, I learned a ton about, you know, in the, the stuff that she's involved with with regard to NFT and art. First of all, like I said in that intro there, she's a creator, she's an artist, and she's plugged in like no one I've met before <laughs> to the NFT space. We're going to scratch the surface of that in this interview. There may be more interviews after this, but we're going to scratch the surface of it. So, Diana, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. I'm okay. I'm pretty tired, but um, yeah. this Rough past weekend... weekend Listen, I mean, it wasn't rough. It was a great weekend, but it just kind of like woke me up further from my already very deep state in this, you know, whole business to just how um, how serious and deep this community runs and how deep this technology goes. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know. I was taken to another level. <laughs> I want to exactly talk about that. what this. Oh, you know, there's just a lot, but <laughs> well, let's let's start let's start with an introduction to to you and who you are as an artist and kind of your origin story. You're 17. You're relatively new to this stuff, but in the NFT world, you're a veteran already. So <laughs> so let's talk about your beginnings and your your kind of your the kind of art that you do and what interests you on that side, and then we'll transition into the NFT stuff. Uh, well, I've been an artist all my life. My dad um, minored in art, and he raised me to be drawing. Um, it was, you know, always this sort of thing when I was really young that, okay, you're going to draw a picture, and then by the time I get home from work, you know, you'll show it to me, and we'll talk about it. Um, so that's how he got me started. And then, you know, as I grew older, we would do more together, and my dad would sketch and draw with me. Um, so we would go to art galleries, and it was just something that I would do with him. So uh, I started there and I got really into traditional artwork and it was kind of a way that I would uh, channel things I was going through when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and that turned, you know, I, I was doing like art shows and I was, it was really fun. Um, entered art competitions for kids my age. Uh, and then I got frustrated with that and I turned to um, what I thought I wanted to do was animation, but I realized that that was too <laughs> tedious. So yeah. I got into film, um, yeah. experimental film, and I, I did love that. I got a scholarship to go to SVA for the summer. After applying with my traditional art, I kind of like got my way in that way. And then I, you know, threw myself into the experimental video section. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Um, from there, I would take screenshots of the film that I made and I would send it to um, like big art competitions and I'd actually end up like doing very well in them and like winning some prizes and things. So it's like, wait a second, maybe there's something to this photography thing. <laughs> if I can <laughs> yeah. screenshot a film, what, what happens if I actually try and go take photos? So I took the summer of um, 2020, which was really tough because it was obviously during the pandemic. And the only person that I was really seeing was my partner. But um, I would like do kind of like socially distanced photo shoots with models, um, you know, trying to keep it very sparse and like safe. And I built up my photography portfolio. That was like one of the first times I really picked up a camera. Um, and my goal was to like win the 
uh, win the finalist award at, at the Young Arts Foundation, the national competition that they do every year. Um, and I submitted my portfolio to that and I won. Um, usually they fly you out to Miami, but we had a week um, on Zoom, <laughs> which, I, you know, I the first day they had like the opening ceremony, um, and I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> this is in January. Um, but it was just like, oh my God, you know, it's it awful. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. I want to be in Miami. Um, but it was really cool. I think that it showed me that, you know, um, I could put my mind to something very quickly and get it done. And it was something I had a lot of fun there. Um, but they also, during that week, kind of really hammered it into you that there was a specific way to become a successful artist. Um, you go to college, they had like these, they actually had the college talks, which was, you know, I was, it was helpful at the time. But they, you know, sit you down and be like, okay, what college do you want to go to? Um, we had a talk about how to make a photo book and how, you know, how to talk to galleries. Um, and it was, it was very narrow, but I mean, they're from the traditional fine art world. So it, it makes sense, obviously that that was their experience and that's what they are going to relate to the next photographers of this generation. Um, so it was, it was great. Um, after that, I kind of felt like I had a lot of direction and none. Like I knew specifically what I was supposed to do, which was build a very big body of work. But at the same time, I wasn't fully in that mindset. Like it didn't, I don't know, maybe maybe what I was waiting for was to get into this community. <laughs> but yeah. I was kind of like in a weird limbo state where I just didn't, like I was wanting to work. It was also in the, I, I deal with seasonal depression as well. So it was like cold in February. And I don't know, it was just like a weird time um, until weird my partner. Funk. It was, it was, it was like, I wanted to pick up the camera and shoot, but at that time it didn't feel right. Like it felt like there, everything that I doing that I was doing wasn't good enough, you know, mm -hmm. like, okay. Yeah. I was also told that I needed to um, shoot with black and white, you know, that if I hadn't done that yet, then I haven't really legitimized myself as a photographer. So I was like, what? I, yeah, I know it was, it was, I was told that by a very, very big, great photographer who like stepped in for like an hour and it kind of broke my heart for the day. <laughs> but at the same time, like then afterwards, I kept like telling myself I need to shoot with black and white. And then I never did it, but I kept like beating that, <laughs> that into me. Um, but then my partner, um, Jesse got into 3D artwork, like mm -hmm. right before NF like getting into the NFT space and they, were following like every 3d artist that they could you know imagine on twitter and in that community they were talking about nfts so that was kind of my my introduction and they would just talk to me about it all day which we yeah. still that's always talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few days ago i was like can we can we not talk about nfts today and then that lost all of the 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's really cool because that that's obviously what i want to, uh, one of the things i want to talk about in this in the, the like we were talking about before we started recording the the world of nft is like molten lava right now it's like the earth when it was still cooling and you you know when, when i spoke with you earlier i really you know a couple days ago i got the feeling that you are like plugged into it you're in new york you know in that area <laughs> and it's all that electricity and the the sort of progressiveness of under and embracing of new technologies and these kinds of things and you are doing it 
and it was really interesting oh, to talk to you day. because <laughs> yeah because you even you like were turning me on to these different websites that that i had no idea about where all these different things are going on i'm like man like there's this big nft party happening over there and all i know i can only hear the music a little bit the bass line in my place and over there it's like raving and all this stuff is going on <laughs> give us I from like your too yeah from your perspective like where for and, and speak to the people out there that are like yeah nfts yeah that's crypto that's that's a fad and it's this and it's that and it's harming the environment you know all those kind of things um where do you fall on that like from europe from the the 17 year old burgeoning creator that is leaning into the nft space and your your partner is also leaning into the nft space oh, where do you see into it yeah where do you see it going and where is it right now um actually you know to speak about my partner they said something very interesting um while we were in new york city but it was like i was about to speak on my first panel and they had like delivered the questions beforehand and i asked mm -hmm. their opinion on it like before the panel actually happened they said something very interesting um which i think is like one of maybe the most true things that i've heard but um like what needs to be understood is that like nfts isn't like artwork let's it's just like you know it's technology and it's 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 so much more than it's an envelope the art. right it's an envelope for the art in many ways way. like you can yeah i think that that's a great way of putting it as well like you you can put artwork you can put files it it can track information like it's not necessarily um you know if i put up a, a jpeg as an, an nft you know you can make a jpeg an nft mm -hmm. um but they said that like in the future um they imagine that the general public will be using nfts without necessarily knowing that they're nfts which i think is very true that like if i um go on a site for instance maybe not necessarily to my knowledge but there will be like a a wallet address assigned to my account like if i sign into like um sephora or something and mm -hmm. if i purchase um something off of that site then i imagine that that could be also like an nft right which then could be used to like track inventory or things like that and really um uh streamline that process so i, I think that there are my dad um even mentioned before that there could be a way to like track companies in that way and yeah. see what they're doing on the blockchain so um i think that is great that artists are like really taking a hold of it now and and then like, claiming it which i think is great because you know artists are always like pushing forward culture and yeah. are determiners of that so um i think that it makes a lot of sense that artists were very deeply tied into it even you know from the beginning because this didn't start you know this year even like the past year started you know several years ago and depending on like what your definition is like the more loose it is, the further back you can go and you know, when the first NFT was, yeah. Um, yeah. which I couldn't tell you, so don't ask me, but <laughs> I, wonder, though, I, I wonder where, where it's going. Like from a, from a consumer perspective, I wonder, like, are we at this wild, this wild west kind of age when like I'm in California, right? I'm in the Northern California area and Sacramento's right up the street. And the, <laughs> the reason why Sacramento's there because of the gold rush for the most part mm -hmm. and you're right and the people the, the the as the lore goes the people that made the money on the gold rush were the people that were selling jeans and axes and tents and you know things to make fire do you think that same kind of thing is going to happen in this nft gold rush where 
yeah, you know, they people see the Mark Cubans and Jack Dorsey's of the world making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a week selling selling a couple of bits of information. That's the dream is the reality that, you know, these directories and and the gas costs and all that stuff are that's where the real money is. Or is it over there? I don't know. Where do you think? What's your perspective on that? I think it's really spread out right now. Um, like I said, there are tons of different marketplaces. There are tons of different artists that are doing like varying things. Like the marketplaces have different percentages that they take. Um, obviously, miners are definitely making bank. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. Um, obviously, um, but that you know, that's a funny, funny to relate it to the analogy you just. It's gave. the same thing, right? Um, miners and miners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miners and miners, but. Um, I think that there's a lot. I mean, but it's also like the investors. The investors are are killing it too. Mm-hmm. If you get ahead of the curve and you are um, lucky, because I think a lot of it is luck, and I think that's what people have to realize. Like a lot of these people will turn like asking for investing advice, but so much of this is so ha- so much having your head to the ground and then being lucky with a really big investment and then hopefully mm-hmm. growing from that. You know, yeah. they're you know there's money in every aspect of this world which is why i do think that there's like kind of room for everybody like you could join as an artist you could join as a curator you could join as a developer an investor or a community builder or a comms person because these marketplaces really need to focus on their communication you could join as a miner potentially although that that like is kind of like a weird vague role in this community yeah i don't think i know any miners although i may that just don't talk about it um you know you could be a curator there there are lots of different like roles to play right now um and i kind of like see it weirdly as like a new civilization growing you know how Mm -hmm. there needs to be cooks and doctors and there needs to be the farmers and the people that are the caregivers like there's a lot of different like ways to be a part of this community right now which i think is really really cool and i think that the artists that are the most successful right now are the ones who examine all of their um ins in the community like they're not just an artist but they also community build and they're also talking to developers and they're also friends with marketplaces and really able to um use their perspective as a visual person as someone who participates on the outer side to really um be a part of the growth of the community, not just like ride the waves of it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and there's there's the other piece of it, and that's that's audience, right? So like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, there's there's the Jack Dorsey's of the world, there's whoever, you know, that created these these crazy, expensive and successful NFTs, but they have gigantic audiences, you know, in some cases, millions of mm-hmm. people that are hanging on their every word. And so they can essentially mint money if they want to so you could say hey i'm dropping this is the first email that i ever sent and this email i'm gonna make into an nft and sell it for a hundred thousand dollars and they'll probably get it or put or you know depends depends right so i guess i've seen that logic i've seen that logic though and then like there have been people who have done drops like celebrities yeah and it's gone awfully like it's like oh man you know and like you know like this community i think is like very tight and it's also like they do or we do try to suss out um people that are there for cash grabs so um like there there were like a lot a few months ago there were a lot of celebrity drops that just came like with no 
it, like the confidence that they were just going to come and drop something and make like tons of money was just, it was funny. Like there was, um, I was speaking about this this weekend. I think Eminem, Eminem dropped an NFT. Oh, really? <laughs> what yeah, was exactly. It? Oh, really? What was his NFT? <laughs> I think it was a 3D model of him inside of like, I don't even know what you call it, but you know, like those toy cars, you know how they have the plastic on the side and then mm-hmm. they have like the words on the paper. Yeah, like, it was something like that, but it was like him as like a figurine inside of like this thing uh. <laughs> yeah it didn't really do well whenever i talk about it people are like wait eminem didn't en- drop an nft i'm like yeah exactly you know <laughs> yeah I if you no don't idea. know about it and you're like some of the biggest people in the community that i'm chatting with and i'm like yeah but that eminem nft dropped though and they're like what <laughs> I'm like yeah that, that's that's why it didn't do well <laughs> yeah. yeah i wonder yeah see that's that's a good example right because it, it so then what makes a successful NFT? If it, if you could have celebrity and still fail, w- is there any hope for us? You know, so for people that don't have no, an Eminem no, it's following? Like, it's because it's the audiences are different and it's very easy to like join the community as long as you have good intentions. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's the sort of thing where... Um, I've seen, I've actually had people come up and ask me, well, you know, if I just drop an NFT, will I be able to make like 10K in a day? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like if you walked into a room of people that you don't know and you're like, hey, I'm selling this for like, you know, 10K, this this print of mine, people are going to be like, get out of here. You know, we don't know who you are. <laughs> exactly. um, but if you are walking into a room of people that you do know who have the money to pay for that and they're people that you've had conversations with. And I think that there's also a lot to gain besides just the money which is what like a lot of people need to realize as well like joining this community does mean that there's like this access to this worldwide um like group of people that are tapped into one thing and that's pretty powerful seeing that like there's usually and obviously this is like being very broad and vague but like if you can get a group behind like one goal then that's very powerful and i want to i don't know if like everybody's behind one goal for this community but everybody's like tapped into this like there's always a conversation starter right Mm -hmm, (laughs) so mm -hmm. i have met um artists that are from all the three countries that i'm from which is very interesting to me because i haven't um i haven't been able to travel to those countries yet so i know artists very well from panama and from barbados and and germany and those are like all over the world but i now have like a more personal connection besides just my blood that i can Mm -hmm. like talk to somebody from there and be like oh how's it going in germany you know like i can't wait to visit things like that and you know that's also very valuable to me yeah the community it's the community Mm -hmm. side of it and building all that up which is and you've mentioned community a couple of times in this conversation and when Um, i when i think yeah and when i think of nft before this conversation i didn't necessarily think of community i thought crypto i thought confusing i thought you know i I didn't really (laughs) think community c words the other c words yeah and i didn't i you know even though i build i have a community and i know the the inner workings of how to manage one i never put the two together in that okay there could be a community around nft so what what's in it for people that are in that community is it like you're saying that interpersonal relationships and connecting with people from around the world or you know learning like you know what is it i mean there's that too and and something that um again i was talking about very recently is like that there is like a more even playing field which is very interesting to me um 
like before this, what are the chances that you would have found me? You know? Um, True. Yeah. You probably have very big people in that specific industry on this thing. And those people get press after a very long time, you know, like the, the, the finding these people or Alexis even finding me cause she connected us mm-hmm. was because of, um, the fact that we had been connected through entities. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to think that I would have spoken to Alexis before, but what would, what would that reason have been? Like she reached out to me for advice and, you know, I gave her that. And then she was also trying to, you know, return the favor and said, Oh, you know, I think you'd be really good for this. Do you want me to connect you with this person? So yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, I just kind of like say, yeah. And I go and smile and I'm like, okay, I go, <laughs> I'm kind of ditzy sometimes. And I was like, Oh wow, this is actually really cool. Um, so I think that that is really interesting. I'm, I've seen, um, a lot of artists that I have admired since I was younger, um, doing drops and things. And it's actually pretty interesting to see, um, how we compare on this playing field, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and because I do well here, that also helps people like key into what I'm doing outside of this. Cause I don't, I don't want this to be the end all be all for me. Like I think that there are many things that I can do and participate in, but the barrier to entry may have been a lot more difficult for me to get into or to get to um, if I hadn't met people on an even playing field before that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's really now. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. one um, of my favorite artists when I was younger, she's huge. She has a whole huge studio. I love her, Laura Zombie. And I saw that she was selling works for the same amount or lower than I was in the NFT space. And that just blew my mind when I saw that. Cause I was like, wow, you know, when I was 12, I was, I mean, I still am like super in love with her work. She's like a Banksy type style. Um, like I, I was able to like skip a meet or to like stay out late when I was an athlete to go to one of her pop-up shops in New York city to then see that now, like a few years later that we were able to kind of like, converse on a level playing field i think that's really cool and some huge artists have reached out to me for advice because it's like okay now the knowledge is being like spread out in different ways and that will change in the future but it's just interesting that that's how things are now yeah and it's like yeah like we were talking about before you 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 want to be known as uh, as a person that's in nfts and knows your stuff about nfts but you don't want to be typecast into being nft girl right because <laughs> you are <laughs> first and foremost you're an artist who uses mm-hmm. one of the things that you are you are schooled in and probably have more knowledge than most in is the the nft space right so so with that um where where are your nfts hosted you know or where where's the marketplace where you have your nfts and why are they there versus a different place so right now I'm using foundation and a lot of that is just, um, I mean, part of it is me being anal that like a lot of my work is there. So I feel like I have to keep uploading there cause to like spread myself out is kind of like, it would be annoying to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's just part of like me just being like having a certain aesthetic and things like that. Um, and then otherwise, um, I really like putting out one of ones and I think the, I haven't really like stepped into additions yet, but foundation is a one-of-one marketplace. So I guess to compare it to prints, like if I only put out one print into the world um, versus like doing like a print edition of a hundred or of 20 or things like that. um, 
so I like stuck with foundation because, you know, I kept on wanting to put out one of ones and they had like a good collector community. And I also really appreciated their user interface. I thought it was, um, easy to use and it wasn't confusing. Like there are other marketplaces that have marketplaces that, um, like their UI isn't as, as, um, user friendly. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of why I stuck with foundation. Um, and I also have developed like a really good um, relationship with their team. I think that they're great. They're like a woman led team, um, except for the, the, the founder cave on. Um, but they have like a really uh, great group of like powerful women on there who have been really supportive to me. Um, but again, like this, this, um, this space is decentralized and I am platform agnostic. I think that I'm definitely going to want to explore platforms going forward. Um, but right now it's kind of like every step that you take right now is somewhat of a career step. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't just like jump somewhere and like upload work and do it without necessarily thinking. Um, so if I like do try a new platform, which I'm definitely looking into and probably will do soon. Um, cause I think that it's good to like tap into different collector bases. Cause that's definitely a thing too, where people, there are collectors who only purchase from this one and there are collectors who only, you know, like getting stuff from here. Um, so it's cool to be able to branch out your audience and like the people that are actually purchasing from you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am definitely going to check it out more going forward. What do you, what do you, um, recommend for, you know, artists, let's say photographers, my audience is mostly photographers that are looking at getting into the NFT space and they, they heard about this, there's a directory and there's foundation, but it's, you know, there's a rumor that it's invite only. And do I have to go over there? Like, how do you, where do they start? If you want to get in, you want to get in and start experimenting with NFTs. How do you, how would you join a foundation or something like that? Foundation is invitation only, but it's getting to the point where it's like very easy to get an invitation. Um, like many people have many. Um, and again, like if you do invest in community, I don't think that getting an invitation to foundation is very difficult at this point. Like if you make enough connections and you talk to people enough, then eventually like there's going to be somebody who's like, Hey, <laughs> have you tried it out yet? Yeah. Um, that's, that's what happened to me. And that was when getting invitation was harder. Um, I, I suggest like OpenSea, honestly. Um, it's referred to as like the Amazon of the NFT space because like mm-hmm. you can find anything and everything there. Um, but it's really great. People do additions there. So you can like put out like a one of 100 or things like that. You can put out one of ones. Like it's pretty customizable. Um, and you can also put out a collection. And that's something that's like been like brewing in the NFT space recently. And there's been like a boom of photographers, which is, you know, very lucky that we're having this conversation now um, because it started, uh, I want to say like one or two weeks ago. Um, it was definitely um, following Justin Aversano, who was like the, probably the biggest NFT photographer. Um, What's his name? What's he, the name? Justin Aversano. Okay. Going to make a note. Yeah, he is, he's very big and he's, um, align himself very well in, in the community. I think that he definitely like knows what projects are, are doing the best and he makes sure to like align his projects with those and like get those, you know, like he's a smart businessman as well. So um, he's done a lot to, to grow 
um, his collection, which got very big, the Twin Flames collection, which I think showed at both the Christie's, he had a Christie's auction with it, and a Sotheby's auction, um, which is very cool. And he also has a nonprofit as well that um, the crypto space taps into to do things with. So um, he definitely opened this door for photographers, and you know he's definitely opened the door for me as well in some spaces. Um, and I think like even if you don't necessarily know him right now, you're definitely like following the footsteps of the the um, project that he launched because it was the biggest. I think that like the floor is like. 40 to 100 ETH? I don't know. It's wow. it's high. Yeah, it's very high. Um, well, well, put that in put that into numbers terms for us, for people who don't know what the conversion rate for an ETH to a dollar is. Oh, uh, let me do that one real quick. <laughs> uh, if it's 40 ETH, that is like $128,000. Wow. Like, that would be the lowest you could get one. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's probably higher than that if I'm being fully honest. But like he's he's like a he's a connector in the community. Like if you talk to Justin and you know, then Justin has somebody that he knows is perfect for you. <laughs> he's like a matchmaker. Yeah. Um but he's he's very cool. Um and the whole point of that is just to say that a lot of photographers recently have been um releasing series and collections. Um that's not something that I've done yet because I feel um, a little skeptical of it. And I think that that's something that, um, one of the best pieces of advice that I've been able to take recently, um, from the director of, you know, super chief gallery, which is, um, just having healthy skepticism, you yeah. know? Um, cause there's a lot of money moving through this community and that is great. And that's true. Like it's not fake money. It's not money laundering, but at the same time, like you should be cautious of, um, the deals you make and where, where you're moving and like what projects you put out. Um, so right now with the collections, I'm still wondering, like, is it the sort of thing where if you drop a collection, we get trapped in dropping a collection because people also like you to upkeep your projects. So it's mm -hmm. not the sort of thing where it'd be like one and done, I drop it and leave. Like they want you to make sure that you're still like pushing forward and, you know, raising the value of that collection. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I still have to figure it out. Um, I also have like been moving more into video recently than like making, like I said, a body of work to put out as a collection. But I think that is very interesting for photographers to definitely look at and reference all these different photographers dropping collections, and they're doing extremely well. I will say that like the money um, that they're making from these collections, um, like selling them like low and releasing a whole lot, so maybe be like one of 200 or something that they'll sell for like maybe like a hundred dollars. I mean, you can do the math on that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, it's definitely a lot, you know, um, yeah. Wow. It's interesting. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah okay. I know. It's a lot of information. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, it, you know, that's the, the whole intent um, of this, this chat, this quick chat was to kind of, you know, shine a, a different light from a different perspective on this space, you know, and, and get a get an idea of where things are going. If if people want to learn more about this stuff and they're like, OK, I want to dive in. Diana's <laughs> got me all excited about this stuff and I want to I want to learn more. A, where, you know, first thing, where should they where's a good place for them to start to start getting educated about NFTs before they dive in? And then mm -hmm. B, where can they go check out your NFTs and maybe buy one or two of those? 
You know, there. I think that there's actually a lot that needs to be done for education in this community. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that a good thing to start is actually to follow marketplaces, because from there you can kind of like branch out. So if you can, you know, look at like the top marketplaces right now, um, like Nifty Gateway Foundation, Super Rare, OpenSea, um, Showtime isn't a isn't a marketplace more as like a platform to like it's almost like an Instagram. We can scroll through and you can see all of, all of the NFTs that somebody has created like across all of their platforms. So if I made, if I put something up on Foundation and up on Super Rare, it's all on the same blockchain, but it's just like you're going to see them on different platforms. But mm-hmm. on Showtime, you can see them all together, which is pretty cool. Got it. Um, yeah. Rarible is another one that's like more collectibles. And Ephemera is a photography platform. Um, so if you follow those places, then those, um, like on Twitter or found on, on, um, Instagram, then from there, you're definitely able to like see the artists that they're featuring or the, they're interviewing and kind of like branch out to see like what's going on overall. So, um, that'd be a great place to tap in, but also like one-off is a great, um, has, has resources for both collectors and artists to oh. get into it. You know, yeah, they, they have an Instagram. I wonder, uh, before you, you share where yours are, um, like future facing, do you think there's a world in the future where we're going to see big guys like Facebook slash Instagram or, you know, big entities like that? Because I could see a world where you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and or TikTok or whatever, and there's an NFT in there with a buy now button and you just click it because you've already authenticated to your to your wallet. And now it's mainstream at that point. Is that <laughs> is, is that coming? Do there's you think? so much I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> say it. There's so much that I want to say that I can't say. The one that one, the one that I can say, because that, that had nothing to do with me. Um, Instagram released or was like working on an NFT thing like they I think that they were trying to like figure out if they can make a platform I'm not exactly sure but it kind of blew up in their faces a little bit mm-hmm. um which i mean instagram is owned by facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that was pretty interesting um they had something recently and I don't, I don't really know exactly the full story of that so i won't go into it but there was like some twitter th- threads that came out from like artists that were involved with it that weren't necessarily happy um and again like I also heard about it like from the Instagram side and like you just it's hard to really gauge exactly what went on there. Right. I'm I'm not sure if they're working on it anymore. Um, But that was, you know, obviously they're they're definitely king and and other places that I definitely can't speak about are definitely. um, Yeah, I know. I in and looking. (laughs) Totally respect that. Don't want to get you in trouble. They're looking, they're developing their projects that will come out very soon, I'm sure. And then everybody will be like, obviously, I mean. It's just like again, like when you think about it, it's just like money's flowing through this, and where 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 do people look? You know, yeah, they, they yeah. want to see where the money's coming from, and whether it's a long term term or short term, I'm not exactly sure. But these places are definitely trying to make sure that they, you know, capitalize off of what's going on. Which yeah. is like yeah, I don't know if thing. I would say it's good or bad, but it's happening. <laughs> it's business, right? There's money. There's blood in the water. The sharks are going to come, right? So, you know, the 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 I think the one of the scary things might be when big banks start getting into it, like Chase, when I can go to an ATM machine and interact with my wallet through an ATM at Chase 
or Wells Fargo or something like that. And now the whole idea of decentralization uh, is now centralized again somehow. And yeah, yeah, yeah that would be. Again, like when you say it, it's like, damn, it sounds convenient. But then at the same time, like with the way that, you know, it's just like, it is it, frustrating because like I do, like I said, there are upsides and bad, like downsides to everything. Um, I think that crypto can, like as in like the technology can um, be a source or be a resource to help combat things like wealth inequity, generational wealth. Um like disparities, um, you know, how people navigate the systems that have been put in place, especially in America to help to, to oppress like black people, like things like that have occurred, like redlining or credit, credit cards or, or um, credit scores, mm-hmm. loans, bank loans that have been like predatory, right? Like those things in this world, hopefully like wouldn't exist. But at the same time, um, there are obviously fears that I have, like if black people or especially like younger black people don't have access to the resources to know about this thing, then it's going to hit our communities over the head too late. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's just going to like be a day where we all wake up and everybody's using crypto and black people are like, wait, what? You know, and it's just like sucks. Cause it's like, if we're not already having access to computers or internet or just traditional like finance education, um, this whole world is not going to be accessible to us. Like, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the people yeah. who have the time to learn about it are the people who aren't having to work late at jobs to like make ends meet or things like that. And often we are the families who have to do that because of, you know, the, the disadvantage that we're already put at. So um, I'm, I'm definitely afraid in those different aspects, but that's try, like why I try to do what I can education-wise. Um I think that's definitely something that we should get keyed into um, overall. Like, even if you don't join, and like I said, the barrier to entry often is, like, very high, unfortunately, because, again, we're not going to have the disposable income to throw 2000 into ETH and hopefully see it grow. Um, I say we as in, like, us overall, like, the general, but um, mm-hmm. obviously there are hopefully, hopefully steps that, you know, um, black people can take to just get educated because I think this is definitely where we're going overall. Yeah. As yeah. much as the government tries to stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. making me sound very culty, but. <laughs> no, no. As much I as mean, the government. It's, <laughs> it's, you're being prophetic, right? I mean, it's it's like, you know, if I had known about, if, if you know, you had a time machine and you knew Apple was going to do what Apple did at, like 50 years ago, or not 50 years, but like 20 years ago, then you would have invested in Apple 20 years ago or Google mm-hmm. or Tesla or on and on. Or Bitcoin. Is, <laughs> or Bitcoin, right? Yeah. And this is this is one of those things where, you know, now people are telling you, you know, there's a slow burn, but it's it's moving in a specific trajectory. So at the very yeah. least take the initiative to learn if you even if you can't afford to to dive into it yet you can educate yourself on, exactly. on what's going on yeah so we're, yeah, we're, if people oh go ahead go ahead finish your thought no no i was just saying like um i, I lost that thought but i was thinking about how um i saw this thing and i don't know if it was true but it's funny um is this a meme i guess of like a screenshot of this of this investor he's a black man um, who had like made a YouTube video, like if you just buy, and it was several years ago, it was like maybe like 2014 or something. It's like, just buy $5 of Bitcoin. If you can just buy it. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, we should have listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the problem. You never know when that guy is an, a lunatic or if he's a, you know, a prophet. So yeah. Like, and then like his most recent video in the meme that I saw was like him in a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like we should have listened. You should like, have listened. Yeah. 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 There's so many um, horror stories like with like Bitcoin. I'm not to go off the rails too much. Uh, I read this story. I don't know how true. Maybe you know if this is true or not. There was a story about this person that had like a million dollars or something locked up in ETH somewhere and somehow lost access to it or the password to the account or something Listen, and then it's friend, gone. <laughs> I have a friend who has like, oh, his story is crazy. He had, he got into Bitcoin early. I think, I don't remember how much he has, like whether he has like one Bitcoin or stuff or what was going on necessarily there, but he has a wallet with Bitcoin and he forgot two words to the password. So the password is like 24 words long and he knows all of it except for two words. And he's on his last try. And if he tries it again and he doesn't get those two words correctly, then it'll wipe the whole thing. (laughs) And the the Bitcoin will burn and it'll be gone. And so he says that he's just not touching it and he's waiting for quantum computing so that he can like hack into it or something. He's gonna be like seventy like, years old trying to get into his account. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, wow, only two words. Like that sucks. Like that's oh. awful. Like you could have, yeah, and that's like could be life changing for him. But he's he's great. He's also an investor, not artist, and he's he's been cool. But um, oh, yeah, Amir. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, he he tells that story sometimes. You would think that he would tell it more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you have to wipe away the tears. <laughs> 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 the, the tears of this fallen soldier. Yeah, no, I, exactly. I, I don't know what I do, and that's why I'm like so anal about that stuff. Because it's like if I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's and like... there are a lot of hacks too. Oh, yeah, see, that's a whole other. Well. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Other thing wallet security. If you look into crypto and if you purchase it, then make sure that you look into wallet security. Yeah, that that's that's a big one. Because it's like password. there's a whole lot that goes into it. Remember your password and, you know, make sure that you don't log into weird Wi-Fi's or stuff like that. Like when your money lives on your computer, then your computer's like your bank, you know, you don't want to. It's weird. It's yeah. It's and weird. That, that like you said, it goes back to that whole thing of just understanding how it all works. Right. So, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to go into anything like a, a neighborhood or whatever, not understanding what the rules of the road are in that particular mm-hmm. area because bad things can happen. So, yeah, so if people, people want to connect to you, Dana, people, people want to see the stuff that you have going on, your work, you know, and look at your your you, you said you are on foundation. Right. So how do they go yeah, there? right now? Where, Hmm? Um, How do they get to you it? You can do foundation.app slash at Diana E. Sinclair. Um, that's how you could get on there. Um, my site is also just dianasinclair.com. Um, and I like have a link there to like NFTs, which just takes to my profile. Okay. Um, I, you know, my Twitter, I, I, I tweet around. I ch- like, like I said, the, the landscape is constantly changing, but it's like in a week I could be like, yeah. I don't know. I've moved everything over to this platform, which I don't think necessarily would happen, but it's just like things, you know, things are wild. Wait, you're on Twitter. Wait, because I heard it was illegal for people in your age range to be on Twitter. I thought you were supposed to be on on either Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> Listen, Twitter's still alive for you. I have a whole list of 15 year olds. No, I mean, first of all, listen, hopefully nobody from Twitter. My birthday's coming up, so don't ban me. 
Um, <laughs> no, it's legal. I think it's like 13 and up on the App Store, 14 and up. But I, no, no, I, I don't mean, I mean legal, tongue-in-cheek legal. I just thought, I thought the party had moved away from Twitter and over to Instagram and TikTok. And Twitter was for, you know, like old people and politicians now. Oh, no, that's for the crypto people. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, okay. everybody, like, if you want to get, that's what I keep telling people, whenever, like, I was at a party recently, and they were like, oh, no, how do I find you? And I'm like, they're like, what's your Instagram? I'm like, no, I'm on Twitter. Like, I have an Instagram, and I use it, and that's where I need, I need to post more on it, but, um, like, that is not the place to really connect and, like, get to know this community. And like I said, everybody will help you out. Like, if you reach out to somebody and DM somebody, like, what's going on? Help me. Like more, like I would say like nine times out of 10, they'll help you unless they're like, you know, one of the really, really big people who just have no time. Um, but it's, it's really like, I mean, I did that with a lot of people. Um, like, you know, can you just help me a little bit, you know, to understand. And I I did that a lot in clubhouse, but that's kind of like dying out a little bit more now. But also black NFT are, um, they do intro to NFTs. Um, uh, on Clubhouse a lot, I think maybe once or twice a week, which is cool. They have bring on artists and everybody speaks, and they do um, like Q and A's. I love it. I love it. You have so much, so, so much information in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I know. We're gonna be like I said. We're gonna be meeting every week, and we're gonna have like <laughs> I don't know. Diana, update on Diana half an hour on the yeah, show. Yeah, NFT girl corner right there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Typecast, no. typecast. Cool, Great. Diana Sinclair. Yeah, the, it is, it is an absolute pleasure chatting with you. This is our second conversation. I feel like we could chat for hours about this stuff. I know, it's it <laughs> fantastic. Um, well, thank you. So, dianasinclair.com is the URL where mm-hmm. people can go to, and your your link to your uh, your foundation and all that stuff is there, so they can find yeah. your Twitter, all that stuff, all at dianasinclair.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could go there. It has my like portfolio, my about me, and like the press that I've done. Just like I don't know, I've got to get better about updating it. Hopefully, I'll get a custom website soon. But right now, I'm just using format. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever works. As long whatever, as whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. Yep, minimum viable product. Just get it out there and iterate. Right. So. <laughs> Cool. All right. We'll leave it right there. Uh, thanks a lot. And thanks for doing this on a Monday. We were recording this on August 16th. And, uh, you know, Mondays are rough. So thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. <laughs> it is. I'm tired. I, you know, I got to get my energy up. That was actually one of the very good, I'll say this one very quickly. Yeah. Um, great pieces of advice that I got that it's like, you know, when you're in the center of this, like you got to make sure that you take care of your own energy and that um, I'm trying to take that into account. Like, okay, I'm gonna take like an hour for me to get my energy up, so I can like take care of like the rest of the stuff I need to do. Because like people will feed off of me, you know. Yep. So yeah, that's exactly right. Trying. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, my here's my secret right here: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I need to do. I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee before the next meeting that I have. <laughs> there you go there you go see but you're you're revived from this conversation so you're good yeah, yeah no it was great it's great to talk about this stuff yeah. yeah there's a lot going on it is all right we'll leave right there diana thanks a lot and we'll talk to you soon thank you this is twitter